0: Hey, you know who's been on fire while you've been away? I've
1: heard. And I don't want to bring it up with him. The great man himself.
0: Peter Zorba. Peters, how are you, Zorba? Good
2: morning, Bruni. Morning,
1: Bulldog. Welcome home, son. Thank you very much. The first thing I come into the studio this morning is an SMS. Ivan from Nangus, which is just outside of Junee. And Ivan says, Great to hear your voice, Dean. Not much changed in your absence. <laughs> Zorba bagged out Benji Marshall for the 11th straight week. And I expect there'll be more today. Zorba, good morning. What have you done to Benji while I've been away?
2: I haven't done much to Benji. Benji does it to himself. <laughs> I, I just don't. think he's going to be a disaster as a coach. Based on? disastrous what's going on at the West Tigers at the moment. I mean, he flies to Melbourne. Not too many in the club knows that he's doing it. Um, he wants to be coach, in charge, sign players, talent scout, um, Wants to be um, jack of all trades, and I don't. I think he's going to be master of none. Hey, hey, Zorba, can I just ask you about that? So,
0: so he's gone down to Melbourne um, to try and sign Justin Ollam, and and he needs players. We know that. And, and you're saying that not sort of everyone at the club was aware that he was doing that. Like, like rugby league clubs are a workplace now. Like Bulldog Richie, when he's a journal at the telly isn't just popping up in Perth and then ringing the sports They and said, I came over to Perth to do a yard.
1: Yeah, but hang on, hang on. Let me throw this back at you, what? Zorba and Brini. Does Benji Marshall need to tell the entire organisation he's going to jump on a plane for an hour to go and sign a player? Well... Surely he's got some autonomy.
2: Well, I think at most clubs that there is a uh, a, a really sounding out of what you do. I mean, there's a board to to to, to know what's going on. There's uh, there's people in the club in vital positions that are entitled to know. I mean, they're not entitled to just read it in the newspaper. And Benji has his favourites in the in the media, like everybody. I don't knock him for that. But I just think it's a shame that um, that the West Tigers are going from disaster to disaster. I mean, at, he started off his career when the manager of um, of the halfback they've signed, Aidan Caesar, who was considered well over the hill. In England, there were no takers at $150,000 minimum price here shopped to all clubs. And then the Tigers jump in after having refused the $150,000 offer, jump in and they sign him for 200 dollars It's just poor business. They've signed Charlie Staines this week for over the odds as well. Uh, they're paying too much. Not enough people involved in what's going on.
0: Well, West Tigers next year, I tell you what, it'll be a rolling story, just as it was in 2023 and 2022 and 2021. Hey, Zorba, I know what you'll be doing tonight. Unlike Richie Callender, you'll be glued to your TV to watch Australia and India in the World Cup final at Narendra Modi Stadium. Now, what's this about England's got a vital
2: role to play in the final? They've been knocked out. Well, it's been a disastrous Cricket World Cup for England. Shocking. But they've, they've got a vital role to play tonight's final between the hosts, India, and Australia. The pressure on the team to win at home by 1.5 billion mad cricket fans will be enormous. Now, imagine the role of the umpires, a couple of English dickheads, Richard Billingsworth and Richard Kettlebrough. Why don't you Mustn- like them? Well... I don't, I don't mind them.
1: He likes uh, kettle chips. Just, no, hang, on, hang
0: on, you don't mind them. You just called them – what did he just call
2: them? Did he use the D word? Yeah, I did because their name's Richard. <laughs> Both of them, Richard Ellingsworth and Richard Kettleworth. There must be something about the Christian name Richard or Dickie, <laughs> as they're known in England, perhaps. We well, had yeah, Dickie, Dickie Bird, Bird too. The Dickie Bird. So this is a follow-on from Dickie Bird. I love English umpires. I love – the story uh, when Harold Larwood was playing for Nottingham, and uh, he was he was bowling to Bradman early on the 1948 tour, and the umpire I'm not sure whether he was a Dickey, but but the the ball hit the pads. Bradman was right in front, and Larwood went up for the appeal. The umpire said no, and Larwood said to the umpire, "He was plum." He said, "Aye, he was." He said but I came to watch Bradman back, not the bowl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That accent's very dubious, Zorba.
2: (laughs) Australia going to the final is big outsiders, but pressure and expectation on the big stage in sport can often bring a shock result. I'm just saying there's a heap of pressure. If we can back first, pile on the runs, get a few early wickets, Who knows what will happen? Come on, Aussies. So good.
1: Zorba, tell me, the Brisbane Broncos made the grand final, probably should have won it. Uh, Can they back it up? People keep saying that, oh, they've been to the grand final, they'll be back again next year. It's not that easy.
2: No, it's not that easy. I reckon the door's closed for the Broncos title with this side. I'll tell you why. I think the exit of, of Herbie Farnworth, who I think, in my opinion, was the best centre in the competition week in, week out, in 2023. And I like big Thomas Flegler. He's got fire in his belly. He's got a good motor. You can't replace players like that. No. They're both close to 800, dollars $900,000 a year players. You don't get them. I think it's a body blow to the heart of the Broncos. And the fact they've gone to the crosstown rivals, the Dolphins, well, you know, Brini, you'd you'd know what that means. That must be a, a dagger through the heart of the Brisbane Broncos. You know, they, they had a great side. They had the, the competition all parceled up when Ezra Mam scored three tries in quick succession in a grand final against Penrith, a great grand final. I think that, um, I think they're in trouble and Mam, his contracts up at the end of 2024. Wayne Bennett's got 3 million in his salary cap to spend. Look out Broncos. And, and I like what the the dolphins are doing because i i'm a, i love speed in a side getting Averillo, getting Farnworth on top of the hammer um, is um, is going to be good for uh, uh, for the dolphins who have already got the seasons top scorer in uh, Jermaine osako. I think they're going to go places
0: well, I think you're right Zorba. I've just obviously you know been back living in Brisbane for three years and I, I was a bit worried about the Dolphins and, and the fact they're from Redcliffe, but they didn't have a name. I wasn't too sure how it was going to turn out. Next thing you know, they weren't just outstanding on the field, Zorba. They were outstanding off the field. They've got an enormous membership base. They've got stacks of money. They've got a huge sponsorship base. They've got a really stable leadership you know, we're talking about parachuting PNG in and having the players live in cans and awash with government money through, flowing through the coffers of the PNG government. That's not how to bring a team in. You bring a team in like the Dolphins did with a solid club that's already there and a stack of money.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like what's happening at the Dolphins. And I Look, I admired the way Brisbane played this year. I thought they were fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Loved watching them play. But they've missed an opportunity, and grand finals don't come along uh, very often.
0: No, just as they missed it when they lost to the Cowboys. You know what I mean? You think, oh, this is it. We're back. We're going to move on. But it just doesn't happen.
1: Speaking of the Cowboys, Zorba, uh, James Maloney, uh, during the week, was named as an assistant coach up there in Townsville. Master Strat. Why?
2: Oh, he's a winner. He's a winner. He's smart. He's likeable. He loves the game. He's a hard worker. Um, he's, he's taken success to every club that he's been to. He's won competitions with the Roosters and Cronulla. He had a great career. Um, and, you know, he weighed 83 kilos. He hung up his boots at age 37. He played 319 games, 2,515 points. Absolutely a winner. Um, he's a larrikin. He's likable. He knows the game. I think he will be a huge success as a coach. And he's going to learn. He's probably learnt so much off the coaches he's had. But he will uh, he will learn a lot too under Todd Payton, who I rate. I think great great signing. Hey, I want to get to that
0: Socceroos Middle East qualifier. Um, which is coming up this week. We've got to play Palestine, Zorba. So just in one second, just a really quick answer on this. The News Corp Press today, the Sunday Telegraph, has published the most influential 50 people in rugby league, right? And there's all the big names in there, and there's players and commissioners and everything. But they've got Peter Volandis at number three and Rhys Walsh at number one. <laughs> what did you make of it? Volandis at three.
2: Well, Reese Walsh must have done a uh, university course in, since the end of the season, for him to go to number one.
1: <laughs> with, I, I, look, I think the logic behind it is that he's young and he's got he's a good-looking posts. rooster. He's got big numbers on social media.
0: Have they missed? Have they missed what Valandis has done? <laughs> Correct. Look, I would have I done it personally, right of, but mate, it's a mate,
2: talking mate, point. I think I think Rhys Walsh is trouble waiting with a capital T.
0: <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hey, um, mate, Arnie. Unbelievable job he's doing with the Socceroos. They had that thumping win over Bangladesh, which I watched with my son during the week. But it's a big week for him this week, isn't it, Zorba?
2: Uh, look, they're in the Middle East right now. Spare a thought today Oh yeah, for the, for the Socceroos coach, Graham Arnold, and his fast-improving side, who have taken a real backward seat to the Matildas. Now, Arnie and his team didn't have time to soak up the midweek 7-0 win over the World, in the World Cup qualifying Uh, Game over Bangladesh at Amy Park in Melbourne. They flew out almost immediately to face Palestine in a World Cup qualifier set against the backdrop of conflict in the Middle East. Now, the Socceroos faced Palestine in Kuwait on Tuesday night. The match was originally going to be held in the West Bank but was relocated to Kuwait. Now, Football Australia cut the travel time for the players by... Uh, booking a charter flight for the team, um, and it, it, it saved a lot of travel time, six hours, I believe. And now, Graham Arnold is now the most capped coach of the Socceroos. What an amazing run he's taken us on. Awesome. What an amazing ride he's been on in some of, the, some of the places on earth that you wouldn't want to be playing a vital soccer match, and this is another one, but I think they'll come through.
1: Did you ever bet yesterday, Zorban? Where were you?
2: No, mate, I was, uh, unfortunately, um, I've got a very close family member doing it a bit tough at the moment, so I was in a hospital all day yesterday, and I'll be heading back today. Yeah, good oh, for well, you. Think it all, all, all,
0: all the best with that, Zorba. And, Boys, mate... Boys,
2: what about the Matildas? Oh, yeah. Their, their success story in 2023 is now complete. The Australian National Dictionary Centre, of which I'm a life member of because I can produce dickheads. <laughs> Based in The National <laughs> University has made Matilda and Matildas the official word of the year yeah. for 2023. The word of the year. so Word of the year. Yeah. And in another boost, Nike has um, really bolstered their support for the team after a massive surge of interest for team apparel. And as the team stares down Paris 24 Olympics, they hold the record. The most watched televised event since 2001 in Australia, over 11 million viewers for Australia versus England in the World Cup. What a success story that's
0: been! Well, hasn't hasn't it? What look, my my nine-year-old plays soccer. He plays rugby union and rugby league at school. He plays club soccer, and all the kids, all the boys that he plays with, they don't talk about the. They just talk about the Matildas like, oh, there's this team and there's Arsenal, there's the Matildas, there's this and the Socceroos, they don't say, oh, that's the women's team. They're just, they're just another team. And that's where women's sports crave to get to, Zorba, and that's what the Matildas have done.
2: No, they've done a magnificent job. I don't think anybody could have envisaged the success that they've had and the way that they've captured the imagination of the Australian public. Hey, thanks, Zorb. Can you sign off for that English accent? The English accent? Yeah, please. Um, okay, uh, I came to watch admin, but not the ball. It's a bit of, bit of a mixture between Cockney and... American Russia. and Swahili. Yeah. <laughs> and Greek. Don't leave the <laughs> Greeks out, for God's sake.
0: There was a bit of Mykonos in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Zorba. Hey, good on you, Zorba. Have a great Sunday. Best of luck with that close family member and best of luck for the Aussies tonight in the World Cup cricket final.
2: Thanks, boys. And Bulldog, I didn't have a bet yesterday.